So, Erin, what have what have you been up to uh, in the kitchen with this these COVID quarantine yes, days? You know, I love to bake, and I haven't done it a lot. My access to proper in grocery store ingredients has dwindled in the past couple of years. Oh, right. Yes. But I made um, uh, Welsh cakes. Oh, which I have never those? eaten or made before. <laughs> no, I don't think I've heard of them. Yes. Do dragons eat them? They might. If, if <laughs> a Welsh dragon totally would want a Welsh cake, 100%. Okay. So it's like kind of a cross between the consistency of like a scone or a biscuit, but it kind of, it's grilled. So on both sides, so it's kind of like a pancake-y too. So it's got hmm. that like crisp crisp on the outside and then kind of like a gooey like taller than a pancake than like your no, normal it's, one it's skinny it's, it's pretty flat it's okay. pretty flat yeah um and it's just got like different spices cinnamon and nutmeg and um mm. it's supposed to have currants but again don't have access to that here in uh, america so we just used raisins i felt was a fair substitute yeah and um it was quite delicious a little nice. hot off the griddle a little yeah. butter cup of tea delicious I tell you what. Awesome. Um, what about you? What have you been baking? Um, I haven't baked in the last few days, but I did try. Um, we've been going through our book collection. I think I uh, maybe mentioned this. We married our books and we found Erin yes. um, <laughs> had picked up, my husband Erin had picked up this book um, about, oh, what, I don't even know what you'd call it. I don't remember the title, but it was like food that the immigrants like brought over. So it's cool. like the staples for. Mm-hmm the like scandinavians mm-hmm. um the english people and like it had a bunch of different nationalities and each of them That's had a so little cool. chapter mm-hmm. with, like they're different like staples but there was one a recipe for a scones but um when i made it it was just so wet like mm. and i didn't i probably just didn't have a properly floured board and i was just yeah. afraid to put more flour in it because i know yeah. that can ruin things too yeah it's a um, delicate balance yeah and I didn't, since this was a first try at a recipe, I was like, well, I've done something terribly wrong. <laughs> Who knows what happened? Um, but so I just kind of baked it as a big yeah. blob. <laughs> and then as it was baking, like I made it into a circle, okay. essentially. Yeah. And as it was baking, I tried to like um, run a, a knife through it to like give it like wedges. Yeah. So okay. kind of like cut it like a pizza. Yeah. Or like a cob, like an Irish loaf. That's what you do. You make this round circle and then you like cut it before it goes in. So then it just breaks yeah. away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it didn't look good. It was kind of on the crumbly side. But like the, the taste was okay and like the density of it was mm-hmm. all right. But I the just texture. wonder what it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> if it would have been like separate little pieces instead of giant round thing. Because I ended up like, yeah. Because I think I had to like, I cut it and then like. The middle wasn't done. Of course, yeah, like, the outside right, back cooks. in. <laughs> no, that's rough. I mean, everyone has baking fails. And truth yeah. be told, the only reason I really made a Welsh cake is because I needed some baking redemption. Because two days before, I had tried to make, like, a cookie cake or a cookie bar, you know what yeah. I mean? Instead of individual cookies, like, one in a pan. And, like, it wouldn't cook. Like, I don't know if the oven, something was wrong. What? And so I, like kept hurting up the oven like a dumb yeah. and then put it in and then walked away and then came back 10 minutes later the whole thing was just burnt it was oh, like no. the sides the bottom so we just ended up taking it out and then yeah. just like sawing off the blackened bottom and then eating the top like third oh, top no. third was so, good but i just felt it was like that like hurt my baking soul so yeah. I, I needed some redemption 
Nice. I'm glad you found the redemption in the Welsh cakes. In the Welsh cakes. Good. Yeah, Delicious. I haven't I haven't made a bounce back from the terrible scone gotta, incident. <laughs> gotta get, <laughs> back, get back, back in there. I I did pull out like a box mix yesterday. So oh, okay, I can yeah. Maybe yeah. do it. I'll start ease, with this. <laughs> ease your way back into into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now showing the All My Movies podcast. Please silence your cell phones and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Mary. Hi, I'm Erin, and this is the All My Movies podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. We (laughs) talk about, for a whole season, we talk about one actor. And this year, this season, we are talking about Emma Thompson. And in prior season... We talked about Sandra Bullock, our hero. I think both of these ladies are like idols. Well, not idols, but like. I think so. They're stars we really enjoy and watching their career. Mm hmm. They're great interviews on late night talk shows. Great interviews. I feel like <laughs> they really, even though they both do dramatic roles, I mean, how many times is Emma Thompson? I think she's cried in every single movie. I mean, maybe oh, except for should... the animated Brave, but I'm sure. She's been making a list. She probably cried in she that. Cried, she cries a lot. Um, you know, and Sandra, obviously, dramatic roles, Gravity and Blindside, which had won her yeah. a lot of fame and acclaim. Um, but I feel like at their heart, they're like comedians. Like, I just feel like they're funny, yeah. good-natured, like, loving life kind of people, which I feel like mm-hmm. who we are. So I feel like we kind of connect. While yes. we can be serious, we mostly default to giggling. <laughs> silly. Yep. You know, that's just how it goes. So... So, yes, we're doing Emma, and uh, we did Sandy, and all of those are up on, uh, you can check out all my movies podcast on Apple or Spotify, and you can go back and re-listen, so don't be sad that you missed out on Sandy if she's your favorite. But, you know, we started with our, like, America's sweetheart, so now we're crossing the pond and doing, you know, England's, the UK's sweetheart in Emma, right? Or who we agree? believe should be the UK's yeah. sweetheart. <laughs> um, we've done a, um, quite a good smattering of her works. But mm-hmm. we're just plugging right along. Um, and so what we like to do at the beginning of each segment, of beginning of each episode, is we try to connect Sandy um, to Emma in this movie. Like, what degree of separation can we get to? And yes. so far, the, the highest we've, we've had to do two. We've had to do two people to get from Emma to Sandy yeah. in this movie. I think that was or, uh, in, the, in the latest episode, or the last episode, the Children Act, right? Children Act, yeah. I think it took it us was two. was like two degrees, yeah. Yeah, but this one, um, we did it. We each did it in one, but we have different ones. So I'll go. I'll go ones. first. Mine was um, we can only do it in one. Uh, Liam Neeson, who is in this movie with Emma, was also in I think two thousands Gunshy with Sandra Bullock, which is one of the things that we reviewed. I yes. I remember it being really weird, and I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, somehow like the mafia is involved, right? Yeah, it's and, the like, mafia. Sandy and she's the- like. Girl. is innocent because i think she just starts kind of dating liam neeson but yeah that's weird i couldn't tell you anything about it so mary what yeah. was yours you had a different one. Oh yeah uh my one degree of separation is hugh grant her co-star in yeah. Notice. yes also yes. a good one mm-hmm. i do remember the plot of two weeks notice so that, that yes. i do like that movie a bit better mm-hmm. <laughs> um i don't have we even said what we're reviewing today <laughs> Today, we watched (laughs) Love Actually, the 2003 Christmas romantic comedy. Yes. And this is actually the start. We'll just be open here. This is the start of 
the free trial for HBO Max. <laughs> this is That's how we right. found the movie. So if you guys are get you can get on your free trial and you can watch these movies with us. Mm-hmm. So we can uh, why don't we tell them what we're going to do next week so then they can watch along too. Cuz yeah. usually we oh, don't decide until like right before, but um I think we're going to do Last Chance Harvey. That sounds right. I was going to say yeah. when Harry met Sally, but it's like nope, I know it's an age name, but it's not we that one. We could, but um I think it's a different. That's a different actress if we wanted different to do a Meg people. Ryan different people um yes the last chance harvey so if you want to watch along that's what we're going to do next week um but again this week is love actually which i think is is regarded as like a beloved christmas movie we're going to get into what we feel about this movie but first let's play the trailer so we can get in the christmas spirit seems to me that love is everywhere Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. Um, so, Mary, would you like yep. to try and sum up this movie in a Twitter tweet, please? I will give it a whirl. So I think I used 142 characters. I like it. So here we go. Emma Thompson and a bunch of celebrities co-star in Love Actually. Emma and Snape have the saddest storyline, but some of the funniest lines. A lobster in the nativity play? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... Yep. That's... There's your... That's it. That sums it up pretty darn good. Okay. Let's uh, let's just dive right in. Initial reactions. Mary, when was the first time you watched this movie? Oh, man, I'm going to pull an air, and I don't remember when the first time I watched this movie. But wow. I have seen it before. 100%. And I know, yeah. um, I feel like these movies, and by these movies, I mean, like, what's the other one? Like, Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day, New Year's They're Eve. They're fun to watch with, like, a group of friends. Yeah. But at the time this one came out, I don't think I was there yet. So I don't know if I watched no. it in we were still in high. Yeah, we were still in high school. Yeah. You might have been um, in middle school because this was 2003, so I was just a freshman. Yeah. I was yeah. maybe eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. We have very so young. I probably wasn't watching it. I maybe first saw it in college sometime, but I do remember like a few years back, I remember like, or maybe that was the first time. I watched it on Netflix, like when it came on Netflix. Yeah. Once. Yeah. Again, big shocker. Don't remember when I first watched this. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say it was probably in college at some point and someone was watching it or yeah. I, I mean, or, I don't have any. I don't know, was it one that plays on TV much? Maybe it was on TV. I think it probably is on TV at Christmas time and then it's just edited down because this yeah. is an R-rated movie. <laughs> yes. Um, and here, okay, so my uh, initial reaction is that it really is unnecessarily R-rated. Like, I feel like it would be, personally for me, like, swearing, okay, whatever. But I just feel like some of the scenes, it's, like, so unnecessary. You could cut all of that out, still have been a good movie, and then your yeah. whole family could watch it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, uh, um, I think I agree. If they would have gone for, like, the PG-13 rating, I yeah. would enjoy it a lot more. I would have like, liked it a lot more. The way it stands now is just, like, like the cringeworthy crassness of it, yeah, like, overshadows the I, the love theme going yes, on. Yes, I feel like if you would cut out or change the Martin Freeman storyline, 
And it, yes, yeah. I'm yes, we're prudes. I'm sorry, we are. But it's just like I I want to watch <laughs> stuff with my family that we can all watch together, or you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. I just whatever. So I feel like if you had changed the Martin Freeman storyline, who I love, I love Martin Freeman. He's yeah. the best. Change his storyline. I didn't. The other one that doesn't make sense to me is the guy who goes to America. Like, what the crap was that? Like, yeah. that makes no sense. Like, that I, one I could f- totally be cut. I had forgotten what had happened there, and I was like, "Are those girls gonna rob him?" Like, I just, <laughs> I just feel like they, um, as an American woman from the Midwest, I feel right. like that was okay. I will say this: I do love an English accent. Not gonna lie, that part probably is true. Yeah, but the rest of it seemed real stupid. Mm-hmm. That part didn't make any sense, and he's like the least attached to anybody else because like part of the fun of the movie is like everyone is attached like you're his brother and she works with you and he's your boss and you're his sister whatever and those were just like so loosely attached Mm -hmm. those two scenes those and i think it's because i cut out the scenes where so martin freeman scenes is filming a porn movie Uh, they're like like, the director is friends with colin the guy who goes to america right like it's that connection That's the only um, connection. So, yeah. like, I miss, I fast forward through yeah. the porn scenes and get to, so I don't see the director and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. have any kind of connect with him right. through the movie. And I then he, like, the two of them, Colin and then the director of photography, whoever the oh, other yeah, kid were was. they, like, catering at They were catering That's right. at, at Kira Knightley's wedding. Job. Yeah. And then something else was weird. Oh, and then, like, at the end, Martin Freeman shows up. At the school, so he must have had, like, someone to watch the kids play. Yeah. Like, he's there, randoly. Like, he lives in the neighborhood? Like, they just kind of threw that in there. Or come <laughs> to see his niece, nephew, whatever. So, so I feel like that could have been easily... And one of, like, the reviews later on, and when we get to the Amazon review, like, one of their critique is, like, it's too much. Like, it's, like, ten things ca- crammed into this two-hour movie. You get, like, ten, fifteen minutes with each person. So, yeah. I feel like I would have had more enjoyment watching some of the other storylines a little bit than those mm-hmm. ones that's just my that's my thought mm-hmm. so and i, I feel don't like know. my initial reaction is very much the same um yeah it does have fun music in it, it and has it's fun some... to see london yeah but it's just yeah overshadowed by the, the uh, rated uh, artists yeah and even like bill bill night nice is that how you say his name yeah, I Bill think so. That's how Nye? I say it. Bill Nye, <laughs> the science guy. Um, like, no, even no, his like... part, so he's, like, this old rocker who's, like, trying to make a comeback with this Christmas song. Yeah. And, like, even his part is funny. Like, he's he swears a lot and is rude, yeah. crude and stuff. But, like, even some of his stuff with his manager was funny. And kind of, I feel like beyond that, like, this is touted as a romantic comedy. I feel like not a lot of comedy. Like, none of these are, like, funny things. I mean, I guess you could argue, like, the Martin Freeman situation is funny, that he's, like, starting to fall in love with this girl in the middle of this, like, uh, love scene portion, unromantic thing. And, like, I guess the guy who goes to America is funny, but it's, beyond that, everything is, like, super depressing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, like, I mean, Hugh Grant is, like, the young prime minister. Like, there's some fun in that. 
there's some fun in that. But then, like, the president of the U.S. is a sleazeball when he He's creepy. Over. So, like, it takes a turn. I don't know. I know. it's And even, like, eh, you know, some of Colin first stuff is funny, but it's also, like, sad because, like, it starts with his wife cheating on him yeah. with his brother. Like, it's just... Right. It's a bit much. So, okay. So, initial reaction... There are some fun parts. I love the Hugh Grant dancing scene. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and uh, so some of it is good. Emma Thompson's amazing in it with her small, the little small parts that she gets. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's not, let's say, on my Christmas rotation list. Mine either. Mine either. Yeah, I don't, don't own this. Don't plan to. <laughs> no, thank you. So let's, uh, let's get into this. So box office. So this debuted on November 7th, 2003 at number five. The other new Christmas movie out that week, I think is more up our speed, wow. is Elf. <laughs> Love Elf. Man. So that came out at number two. Um, the number one movie that week was Matrix Revolution, which is one of the Matrix sequels. I don't know if that's two or three. I couldn't tell I you. I don't know. Um, number three was Brother Bear. Number four was Scary Movie 3. Oh, now, man. <laughs> your favorite game and mine, Mary, what oh, is the budget yeah. of this movie? they filmed it in london it has big stars but like at the same time not that much time not that much time for alan rickman you know yeah so what are you going with what do you think uh 20 mil double that 40 mil 40 mil million dollars uh it made a domestic uh of 57 million and then worldwide was 245 million wow me and was this, like, the first of its kind? I think so. Like, did it kind of turn into the New Year's Day trend? Yes, or but, but it's not the same people, though. Because no, New no, Year's no. Day and Valentine's Day and, like, there's isn't there a Mother's Day one? Is there a Mother's Day one? I know there's, like... Or maybe that was an SNL sketch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. You never know. I remember He's Just Not That Into You was a similar vibe where it was, like... Very similar, where it was, like, a lot of people all connected... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score was 64%, which is still certified, well, maybe it's not certified fresh, but it's the tomato, it's not the splat. Okay, okay. And the audience score was 72%, and this is, this is the first time I've noticed it, I'm sure it's been there the whole time, but they had a little, like, one-sentence summary of the critics, of what their overall thought was, and so for this one it was, a sugary tale overstuffed with too many stories, still the cast charms. Okay, so let's just take a quick look at career timelines. Lots of big stars in this one, um, but we'll just boil it down to the, to a couple. So I picked out Colin Firth. He's got one of the uh, better storylines, I would say, the more interesting, yeah. funny, heartfelt one. Um, so I think he was probably best known for in 1995. He does the BBC Pride and Prejudice miniseries, so he's the yes, Mr. Darcy. I have seen that. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Better, better uh, known. <laughs> yeah, and then in 1996, he was in Shakespeare and Love. Uh, Bridget Jones's Diary he did in 2001 and then this was in 2003 and then afterwards he did the Bridget Jones's sequels he does Nanny McPhee you know Mamma Mia in 2008 he also does The King's Speech lots of stuff Colin Firth he's everywhere yeah um, I also picked out Kira Knightley mostly because I just went and did a binge of all of the old Pirates of the Caribbean movies Ooh. <laughs> and was curious as to when this came out for her um, so she did Star Wars. She was, uh, Natalie Portman's, like, body double in Star yes. Wars Phantom Menace in 1999. Uh, in, she was in Bend It Like Beckham. Loved Bend It Like Beckham. That's 2002. Uh, and then 
Love Actually and Pirates of the Caribbean were both in 2003 for her. Wow. Big year. Uh, and then she went on to do Pride and Prejudice. What a That's Jane right. Austen. I picked a Jane Austen heavy theme uh, <laughs> in 2005 where her Mr. Darcy was Matthew McFadden. Right. Um, and then just a little side note, the man who is her husband's friend who is obsessed with her is Andrew Lincoln, who is best known, of course, as Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. And to me, it's just so bizarro to hear his cute little British accent because in The Walking Dead, he's got a very deep, gruff, southern voice. And so, oh, does he? Yes, because they're from I Georgia. I like he didn't really have an accent. Is he British? It's, yeah. Okay. I didn't pick up on it. For a while, I thought he was, like, it's real, American. It's real light it real and light? lovely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's just a little throw. I'm not going to watch it again, but okay. I'll, no. I'll take your word for it. Uh, and then finally, our star, Emma. Um, she Emma. already did Howard's End in 1992. She did Sense and Sensibility in 1995. Yeah, yeah. This was in 2003. And then afterwards, Harry Potter. I always forget. Like, that just seems so early for me. But um, Prisoner yeah. of Azkaban was in 2004. That's so that crazy. was her first uh, Harry Potter one. And then, of course, has gone on to do many wonderful and beautiful things that we've yes. reviewed a lot of them. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of our main cast members. Uh, Mary, anything else you want to say? Or you just want to get into this plot? I say we get into the plot. So we're going to just focus on maybe like top three or four of our, the plot lines. Cause again, like everything is all intermingled. So maybe let's, um, cause it, there's all, everyone is together kind of at the beginning and then everyone's kind of together at the end. So maybe we can start right. with that too, because at the beginning it's a wedding it kind of starts with um, yeah, um, and um, Chewy Tell Edge of Four and Kira Knightley are getting married, and so like for some reason like this the, from random reasons or another like they're all kind of around there. They're right, all they're attending their wedding or, or yeah, they're working really at the, the wedding. Yeah. yeah, right. The caterers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so this kind of kicks off Colin Firth's storyline because he has gone to the wedding by himself because I don't know if it is his wife or maybe it's just or his girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, is it doesn't Ill. clarify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he leaves her behind. She's like, oh, no, go. I'm too sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he makes a surprise reappearance between the wedding and the reception to check on her. And yes. we learn his it's his brother who is there. And uh, I don't know, he makes some excuse that he was looking for a CD or something like that. Yeah. And then, but we find out that they have been, he's cheating on, they're cheating, they're having an affair. <laughs> Yes. The brother and the girlfriend or the wife. So, poor Colin Firth. Just that's not. He gets that's real mad, no and then he runs away. He runs um, away. Apparently, they have some like family cabin in France. And yeah, he, like, goes and opens it up. Yeah, and we don't really know anything about Colin Firth, really. Like, no, not yet. You he seems see him... wanting to write a book. Yeah, but is he an author? I don't know. It's hard to know. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't even know what his name is in the movie oh my god jamie it's jamie oh okay that's right mm-hmm. i do know it now jamie yeah. and aurelia okay. aurelia so then when he goes to france this i don't know apparently they hire some company to like do the housework and like wash linens and whatnot mm-hmm. um so this middle-aged woman is there and she's like hi i have this girl who will be 
working here. Um, she doesn't speak your language. So then Colin Firth is like all cute and starts speaking in French. And he's like, no, she speaks French about as good as you do. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. And then it turns out she's like Portuguese. And mm-hmm. he knows like nothing. He's like tries to say Spanish and other random languages he'll throw yeah. in some words. And then he like does a mime of like kicking a soccer ball or something like right, that. Right, right. But she's like too young to know who that's. Like, he was trying to talk is. about, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. the maid told him, like, no, no, he doesn't, she just, she doesn't understand no. that. Yeah. It's like, okay, silence. Yep. And then and he's going to have to give her a ride home every day after she's done. Yeah, he to give her a ride home. So, um, so that's them, and they just kind of have this really kind of cute little relationship where he, she brings him tea and biscuits and he types mm-hmm. and he, like, tries to talk to her, but obviously they cannot, and, yeah. um, there's this one great scene where he's like working outside and she brings him a yes. mug of tea and then he go she goes to pick up his old mug of tea but it had been a paperweight and holding all the pages of his book down <laughs> so then of course a big gust of wind goes and, and he's right by a lake of right course. by a lake so then all the paper like blows into the water and so he's like oh don't worry don't worry it's okay and then she's yeah. like upset because she just ruined his book so she like takes off all her clothes and then jumps in the lake with her underwear on and um i feel like the reason i like this dynamic is because because colin firth is saying like it's not worth it it's not worth it and she's like this better be worth it like they give her some personality languages yeah yeah because like you'll get her text in in the subtitles yeah kind of thing so you hear what she's saying and usually they're like kind of saying the same thing but a little different like at the end they're like warming up by the fire it looks like they've got all the things Mm -hmm. um all the pages and she's like maybe you could name a character after me or give me 50 percent of the profit and then he responds with i should name a character after you or give you like five percent of the profit yeah yeah (laughs) stuff like that it's yeah yeah i like it that they gave her some spunk yeah, I'm glad they give her, like, subtitles, that it's not just all unknown. Whatever yeah, it's not saying. just, like, big eyes staring at yeah. him. And then right. um, then she's like, oh, will you still, can you still drive me home? Or I forget how it goes. And he's like, that's the saddest part of my day. Or, no, that's my best, the best part of my day is, like, yeah, driving like you home. Yeah, driving home. Yeah, yeah and she's like, you. it's the saddest part of my day is leaving you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Aww. um, so sweet. Even though they don't speak the same language. And, uh. And really, like, again, these are, like, we only are with these characters for a very short amount of time. That's yeah. really all we see. Like, he drops her off, and then, like, the next, and I think the next time we see them, like, it's time, like, he's packing up. Like, he's leaving to go home, to to go home for Christmas. With his family. Yeah. And so he drops her off kind of, like, in the middle of nowhere, kind of, like. Yeah, by, like, a basketball court. So that was kind of weird. And then, yeah. like, they say they miss, they'll miss each other, but they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she kisses him. And uh, right. he's very stunned and taken aback. Yep. And then and... he uh, gets up into a fender bender. Yeah. Because he's so distracted. <laughs> he's so distracted. And she makes a comment that he's a bad driver at one point. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that was good. Yeah. It's like, you're, I miss you and your bad driving or something. And yeah. you're loud typing. <laughs> right. So that was so then that's he, cute. He goes home and there's this big thing like, uh, it must have been a sister opens the door and everyone's mm-hmm. like, it's Uncle Jamie, get excited. And he's brought like random gifts from France. I think I saw yeah. like dried up garlic or like. Yeah, he had these huge ropes of like, garlic. It's going to be great. I want that for a pre- No, I, I don't really want that for a present, but I will give it to you. Thank you. Unless you, are f- unless you start becoming afraid of vampires. I'll leave that <laughs> off your list. Right. Thank you. You're um, And then he like takes him, he like walks in. Doesn't even set his bag down, and no. he's like, "No, 
I gotta go. Like, yeah. I gotta go after my heart. Like, because the main thing is, like, it's Christmas, and Christmas is a time yeah. you tell the truth, and, like, you tell the people you love, you love them. That was on one of Andrew Lincoln's placards. Yes. You're supposed to tell the truth at Christmas. And so that's what we see, like, because obviously this is all... I think it's I think it's like five weeks before Christmas, all the way up to Christmas Eve, Christmas yeah, Day, right. kind of is when it all takes place. And so that's what all these characters are feeling like. It's t- it's Christmas. It's time to you know make your move or no regrets and that kind of stuff. Which, yeah. Okay, I don't know if that's really what I think of Christmas, but okay. No, I don't think we have that here. I mean, I feel like it's mm. like family time. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, yeah, that's how I grew up with it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what your most like tell the person you love them you love them day is (laughs) i don't know valentine's day valentine's day new year's eve maybe a little bit more because there's that kiss at midnight stuff right uh yes anyway so he gets on a plane (laughs) yeah and just goes back to france yeah so he he knows her address, thankfully. So he goes and knocks on her door, and the dad opens the door. So the dad's there, and he's like, I wish... Like, he's learned Portuguese. Must have done it on the flight. So he's telling the dad, like, I want to marry your daughter. And there's, like, some delightful flubs in the subtitles. Yeah. Like, he's not quite getting it. Uh-huh. Uh, and so he calls back to his daughter, who is not Aurelia. No. And he's like, I don't even... I've never seen him before. I don't want to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, uh, no, your other daughter, Aurelia... And he's like, oh, she work- she's working. Let's go get her. So mm-hmm. this starts this march to go yes. get Rayla. It just, like, grows Through and the grows. Town. Yeah. It's great. So it starts with um, Colin Firth and then the dad and the mm-hmm. sister of Aurelia. And then, like, there was more family. Maybe, like, a mom yeah, the and a mom brother. Yeah, mom or whatever, yeah. Um, so the- all the people from that house start coming. And, like, they walk by, like, an open-air restaurant. They tell all them what's happening. <laughs> like, but the sister... <laughs> The right. sister has a little different, like, she was. She says uh, something about, come on, dad's going to sell Aurelia to this yes. Englishman as a slave. <laughs> yes. And then another point, there's this little kid who joined in the group who's like, I think he's going to kill Aurelia. And then they just <laughs> yeah. keep marching. So then they get to the restaurant where mm-hmm. Aurelia is working. Yeah. And, the, and, like, the main boss guy with the very large mustache. Very large. Mustache. <laughs> he's like, no, you can't take Aurelia. She's my best waitress. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Yeah. And Aurelia is, mm-hmm. um, just for staging reasons, she's just uh, yes. up at the top in the balcony, balcony loft mm-hmm. area. And she sees Jamie and this crowd that has packed in behind him. And he has, like, this beautiful speech on Portuguese. And it, again, with the funny. Yeah. Um, Not quite right. Yeah. Like, transparencies instead of saying, like, it's clear. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, and she agrees to marry him. Adorable. And, it's, yeah, it's super cute. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they kiss, and then, like, the dad, Aurelia's dad kisses him, and then yeah. the sister, sister kisses, kisses him, and he's like, what's happening? Yeah. He's got a cute little face on. Yeah. Yeah. Little Colin Firth. And then, oh, I also watched the Love Actually 2, like, the Red Nose Day thing, so I can't remember. What happens at the end? Like, so is that, that just it? Is that the end? At the end, end so then there's, like, uh, you know, double end. So it's, like, everyone at the beginning was all at the wedding, and then everyone at the end is at the airport. Well, there's, like, oh, half okay. end where, like, everyone's at the Christmas pageant. And then there's, like, right. a second little ending where everyone's at the airport. So they, are, I think, are, like, coming home from a little honeymoon. Or maybe they're just coming home from Portugal. Okay. And I don't know how much men's They meet, like, Keira Knightley. 
Yes, because Colin Firth is good okay. friends with Andrew Lincoln, Chew right. and Kira Knightley. Because yeah, he's yeah, at yeah. the wedding. That's okay. And then they come off. And then the, the thing also, too, is like Aurelia has also been practicing English. Yes, yes. And, um, and so then when she gets off the plane and they meet the friends, they're like, oh, you know, Jamie's friends are so good looking. Maybe I chose the wrong Englishman or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was cute. Yep. Um, so that's pretty much their story. Again, it was very short. They're probably on screen for like 10 minutes. So now yeah. let's go. Should we save Emma for last? Sure. Best for last. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Hugh Grant. So his storyline is that he's one of the few that are, is not at the wedding at the beginning because mm-hmm. he has just been elected as prime minister. So we see Rolling him pulling up. up. the tent down his street. Yeah. Um, which is cute. He's kind of flustered. He's very, he's a little nervous. He's very Hugh Grant. Like, he's very Hugh Grant. If you've yes. seen a Hugh Grant movie, he's Hugh Grant. <laughs> he's Hugh Grant. The, uh, yeah, yes. the stuttering. Yeah. Yep. And so he starts to meet his, uh, you know, people that will help serve him. So you think staff. he meets And I think the he lives there too, right? Yeah, you live so at 10 like down the housekeeping street. staff. Just like There's the White like House. a butler, a housekeeper, and then like yeah. a maid or something? Natalie? Yeah, I think she's like his... What she introduces herself later as like the catering manager. I don't know. She brings him some papers and tea and biscuits. Yep. And she's also quite flustered because she's one of the newer new people there. Yeah, it's like so her she, first day and his first day. Yeah, so she, first she calls him David, so <laughs> instead of like Mr. Prime Minister. Yeah. And then she swears. <laughs> like, oh, I knew I was going to mm, up today. Yep. Um, but he's like, it's okay, that's fine, that's I. Right. don't worry about it. So it's and their little meet-cute right there. Their little meet-cute. And then there's a little a lingering look. He, he looks at her. Mm. Um, and... Uh, and then we just see him kind of going about his business. We see him in one, like, cabinet meeting. And, like, yeah. his people are telling him, like, the president is, of the United States is coming. And they're like, you have to stand t- tough against him. Don't yes. let him bully you. And he's like, yes, you know, that is true. But, you know, I'm new at this. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. They're our biggest ally. They're a huge superpower. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to play it cool. So they're like, Ugh, great. Um, <laughs> and so. And then Natalie brings in some tea and biscuits at the end. Some tea and biscuits at the end. It, that's usually all that it is. And then he has said yeah. something to her, too, of, like, it's so funny that, you know, we work together so closely, but I don't really know anything about you. Why don't you tell me a little right. bit about yourself? Well, she tells him, she tells him, like, she grew up on, like, a rough end of town. That's right. And, and that's the same place as his sister lives. Same place, yep. And then uh, also she tells him that, like, her boyfriend dumped her because he right. said she was getting too fat. And terrible. I just want to point out, I, I don't know what this woman's name is in real life, but, like, mm-hmm. she is, like, a beautiful, normal-sized human. And yeah. the amount of times that she is referred to as chubby and, like, her his, like, secretary person says that she's got, like, enormous yeah. thighs, she is a normal-sized human. So I feel mm-hmm. like, again, uh, slightly problematic. I feel like that's quite yeah. right. So. Like, on film, she didn't look overweight in the least sense no like no no i mean she wasn't she's not a kira knightley stick right but kira knightley was is insanely thin yeah so i just that uh, <laughs> was rude <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah. and then later like and there's a scene hugh grant like picks her up and says like oh you weigh a ton or something like that it's like jeez, oh, no. louise people um so he gets to know her a little bit better, and then, yes, then the president comes, who is Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, and he's kind and, of the bad boy. Yeah, I did uh, not really think... remember that happening, I guess. No. That's how closely I paid attention to it. I had to watch this movie last night, 
because I set out to watch it like two days ago, um, but HBO Max, and then I, um, you know, I don't know how, I just actually started watching Lord of the Rings Return of the King. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how that got onto my screen. It's like, oh, oops, must have misclicked. Guess I have to watch all three hours of this movie. Yes. Yes, quite. So, yes, so, um, yeah, I didn't remember that until watching that last night. But, yes, he's kind of a bad boy. He's kind of a slimo. Basically, is like, this is how it's going to be Britain. Yeah. You know, we're going to do what we want. Yeah. He's like, these are our standards. We're following them for the next four years. He must be yeah. a new president. Too, yeah. Or whatever. I think so. Hugh Grant leaves to go get some paperwork. Yeah. Uh, and Natalie's coming in to serve tea mm-hmm. and to serve tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he passes her and he goes, hello! <laughs> yeah, with like two Double. hands. And then... As she, when she walks by, she's like, oh, why did I do that? Like That, that is reaction. also some of the best parts. Like, the littlest size. We're like, doy! Yeah. hmm Anyway, he finds the paper, goes back, and there's, like, Billy Bob is, like, a little too close to Natalie and, like, whispering in her ear. It doesn't look good. It looks like he's picked up her bangs and is, like, uh, sniffing oh, her I face. That like, that's what it looks like. He's, like, moving her hair. It's, it doesn't look great for anybody. And it's kind of funny because this super ticks off Hugh Grant. So, like, he was just going to be, like, the softy. Yeah. But, no, like, at the press conference, Mm -hmm. like, the president of the U.S. says this one thing. Like, we're kind of sticking to our standards. And then it goes to Hugh Grant, and he, like, just stands up for himself. Mm Because kind of like, nah, you made a pass at my girl. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's no reference to that, but it's very much, like... You know, we're you. You've just been taking like this isn't a friendship anymore. You're a bully, basically. Yeah. And but this like the British press obviously freaking loves it, mm-hmm. and um and uh, also his cabinet like that's what they wanted. They wanted him to be strong right. and tough, and that's right. why they put him in that position. So, um. But then so then after that, here's my one question: mm-hmm. We see him talking to the his secretary lady, and that's when she right. calls her fat. And he, he basically says, like, you know, Natalie, like, like fire her, basically. Or put her in a new, different, different position, position. So she's not bringing me in contact as much, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. So do you think that's because he, A, because it's not because he felt like she did anything wrong from his point of view. I think she, yeah. I think when she gets fired, then she feels like she did something wrong. But I feel like, is it because, A, he doesn't want to put her in those positions anymore or that does he feel like Mm. she thinks he's like billy bob thornton like being creepy or is it because he doesn't want to be distracted it's probably some of all of it but i feel like i feel like it's more the last one yeah it's like she i don't know like she's what i think about when she's around so right it's hard for me to concentrate because there's a few there's like one scene of that where he like bangs his head on the table because he's like oh gotta do work like (laughs) yeah he's like i can't i was like come on i'm the prime minister pull it together uh so he lets her go essentially and then like the next scene it's like somebody else bringing him biscuits and she's just like prime minister and then leaves so Mm -hmm. he's like me um and then oh there's the great dancing scene which is like the after he does the great thing and stands up to america then they like on the radio they like tributed like this dancing song and it's just him like doing a lot of shimmy sh- a, little, a lot of hips a lot of shoulder shaking yep it's Dance very all funny. around the mm-hmm. number 10 downing street the prime minister's right. house and then he gets caught by the maid or whatever and just yeah. <laughs> um and then oh and then, and then it's christmas the next... 
Eve? Yeah, I was going to say the next bit is, like, he's just kind of sitting alone. It doesn't look like he was planning to go anywhere. And then he sees this, like, stack of Christmas cards he's gotten. Yeah. Reads through a few, and then he gets to Natalie's. And it kind of, like, explains the situation a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't mean to. Like, it was so fast. Like, I hope you didn't read the wrong thing. Because then at the end, she signs it and says, like, um, because, like, Christmas is the time to tell how you feel. And, like, I'm yours, I think is what she wrote. Like, yours, you're Natalie or something like that. Yeah. So he's, like, and he's really cute. He, like, sets it down. And then he picks it up and reads it again. Yeah. And then he, like, immediately, like, I need a car. Picks up the phone. Yep. And so this is a cute scene, too. Yes. His driver and, like, a copper or something? Yeah. Like, the cop takes him. He, like, he just knows the town, and he's like, take me to this town, the dodgy end, because that's and how she street. described it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Which then he I just starts like knocking on doors. He would still have, he should have processed out. He totally would have still had her file and information on hand. Right. <laughs> Come on. So you see him, like, go to knock on, like, door number one, like, the yeah. number one of the street, and then just starts asking everybody, like, does Natalie live here? Mm-hmm. And then the first one is, like, an older woman, and she's like, are you the prime minister? And he's like, yeah, it's a uh, new policy. We're trying to get to everyone before New Year's or something like that. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Happy Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, it's, like, three little girls that yeah. answer the door. And, like, are you a carol singer? Will you yeah. sing a carol? So then he sings Good King Wenceslas. And the guy, the cop with yeah. him, like, the bodyguard with him starts singing, too. And he's good. Has he's, a like, good a voice. trained singer. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> so part's great. And I feel like he knocks all the way. Like, it's, like, door 100. Like, he knocks. Yeah. Or maybe it's 50. I don't know. He knocks on a ton of doors. Mm-hmm. And then he finally gets to this one who, um, it's actually Alan Rickman's secretary, who we'll talk about her in the next one. Yes. And he's like, does Natalie live here? And she's like, no, she lives next door. So he's so like, like oh, oh, I found her. I found her. So, so he goes to that door. Yep. And another big family is all, like, standing in the hallway. Because like, they're, like, ready out. to go for this Christmas program. Yeah. And what? then uh, asks for Natalie, and then she's on the stairs, um, and then basically says, like, I need to talk to Natalie on state business. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, I'll, he's like, I'll drive her. I'll drive her to the concert. So he, she gets in the car with him along with her, like, little nephew who's, like, an octopus. brother, maybe. Oh, maybe I it's brother. I can't figure out the relationship. There's though. a lot of generations in this house, it looks like. Yeah. So he's trying to talk around this octopus who has, like, legit eight tentacles. Le- like, yeah, that are, big like, paper mache and yeah. huge. So then, yeah, they kind of try to talk. They try yeah, to talk. I don't think it really happens, though. No, but she Not does, yet. like, it squeaks out. Like, she says, like, he was the president and, I, you know, right. I'm sorry, but I love yeah. you. I think that you're the guy that I love or something like that. Yeah, but I don't think he catches it. It's kind of funny. Right, because, like, they immediately pull up. Like, it was literally right around the corner yeah. where they were driving. So the little boy's like, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> so then you get to stuff the octopus out of yes. the car. And then um, he's like, well, I can't go in. Like, I'm the prime minister. I don't want to show right. up all these kids at this program or whatnot. And so she's like, okay, just give me two seconds. So she runs in and does something and comes out and says, like, here, we can come watch. You can come watch from backstage. Because she'd yeah. gone to that school, so she knows the hallways and all that. Yes. And so then they basically sneak backstage. Mm-hmm. And um, he, uh, so there's well, a big Christmas into, concert. Yeah. Yeah, they run they into run Emma, into who Emma. is his sister. Yes. Uh, and again, we'll talk about her her story next. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, So there's kind of, like, a legit reason for him to be there. Like, it's his nieces and nephew have a... Are in the concert. Yeah. But really, he's just there for Natalie. Don't forget everyone. (laughs) But Emma doesn't know that. Gives him a big hug. 
So then they sneak backstage and are watching, and then at one point, like, someone comes around the corner, so then they kind of, like, move a little bit down the ways, right. and then, like, as the song is singing, All I Want for Christmas is You, like, the two of them just get closer and closer and closer, and then they start making out, and then the, yes. the curtain goes up, and then they're there, obviously. Just in the middle of this, like, happy Christmas, <laughs> underneath a happy Christmas sign or something, right? Yeah. And uh, so, like, everyone is like, Ooh. So then I think and, they like take a bow and then yeah, because she's right? like, "What do we, what do we do?" And he's like, "Just smile, little bow," and then they just like walk <laughs> off stage. That's great. And then uh, so yeah, that's pretty much their storyline. And then we see them at the airport later, where he is like returning from a visit, and then she that's just like right. runs through the crowd and jumps, jumps on him. Jumps on him. Yep. So the only one of us we talk about is Emma. So Emma is the sister of Hugh Grant, who is the prime mm-hmm. minister. And she seems to be a housewife, I would say, or... Yeah, yeah, we don't see her working outside the home. No, she's married to Alan Rickman, who... Is, like, an editor at a magazine? Something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I would say that's probably about right. And and they have a couple of kids, and, Mm -hmm. uh... One of them's gonna be a lobster in the nativity play. (laughs) Her, like, reaction to that... It's just, like, her first little scene is like, oh, you've got your part? A lobster? (laughs) lobster at the birth of Christ? But sadly, (laughs) the other scenes with Alan Rickman are him being flirted to by his secretary, and he has fallen for it. Yeah, and Um, not, like, he's not, like, you don't get any sense that the two, the Alan Rickman and Emma, like, fight or are unhappy together. None of that. He just seems wooed by this younger lady. <laughs> Secretary. Yeah. She's being, she's being very overtly in the office towards him. Yeah. And he has not done anything to repel it. And then, yeah, it's mostly about Alan Rickman. I mean, he just, like, gets yep. closer and closer to this other woman. And, like, they dance at the Christmas party um and uh he she basically says like hey i'm yours Mm, whatever you want and so Mm -hmm. uh emma like sees them dancing and then she seems to also be friends with laura linney and like makes the comment you know kind of like hmm what's going on over there and then when they get home like she she even says like your secretary mia like she's very pretty and he goes oh is she and then and then she basically says like voice yeah she like (laughs) basically says like be careful there i mean she just kind of flat tells him like be careful not of just like don't don't get wrapped up in her web essentially and i feel like the next day or it seems like the next day they there's like a christmas shopping bit so alan rickman is leaving the office and Mm -hmm. he's gonna go christmas shopping and tells his secretary and she's like are you gonna get something for me yeah yeah that's what she Uh, said and he doesn't super reply but it does stop him in his tracks a bit yeah um so like once he gets to the mall area, he, like, calls yeah. her back. That's, like, his first active engagement yeah. in what's happening here. She says, like, I don't want something I need. I want something I want. Yeah, I want something uh-huh. pretty. Yeah. So Emma Thompson meets him up. Yeah. Because yep, they were going to shop for their Christmas. Like, yeah. Emma's like, okay, you keep yourself busy for ten minutes. I'll go shop for our moms. <laughs> yeah. So he heads over to like the jewelry store, and thankfully yeah. it's Mr. Bean. On oh my the gosh! Wrapping. I needed more Mr. Bean. He's in this section, and then he's a tiny little part at the airport. That's right. But he is just a hoot. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I don't think he ends up making the purchase right then. No, but because Emma, Emma sees comes. him at the jewelry counter. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, don't, being sneaky, she's like, oh, I have no expectations. Like, you always get my right. scarf or something like that. Yeah, because it, you mm-hmm. just know they've, from what it sounds like, they've been together for years. Long time. Like, who knows how long. Yeah. yeah. And so then, one night, like, then Alan Rickman comes home, and then he, she's like, oh, you're late. And he's like, oh, can't I have any secrets or whatever? But, like, in a joking-y way, you know what I mean? And then mm. she see, feels something in his coat pocket because she was hanging it up. And then she sees oh. the necklace. Like, she sees this gold necklace, this heart necklace. And then she, she gets, like, gets kind of excited. She's like, oh, my gosh, he got me something that's not a scarf. And yeah, then she yeah. even sees it, like... That brown, that square box, like under the Christmas tree, wrapped mm-hmm. with her name on it, and so she's just is like sweet and excited. And then it's um, it's Christmas Eve, and they're like, "Oh, we can open one present," and so yep. he gives her that she to opens open. That one. And it is a Joni Mitchell like CD anthology. Yeah, CD set, which she oh. likes. Yeah, because she's mentioned Joni Mitchell before. Yeah, um, but it's it's not the necklace. Not the necklace. So she like excuses herself and yep. like it's not the full on Emma cry. No. But it is some beautiful crying emoting mm-hmm. happening cuz I Dude. feel like she's very smart and like knows right then that like yep. That necklace that I saw wasn't for me. And you get to hear Joni Mitchell's both sides now. Yeah. As as she cries a little bit. And then she like it's just like a few minutes and then she's like wipe her nose, blow her nose. Pulls herself together. Pats her face. And then she's like, okay, we gotta go. Because you find out it's the night of the Christmas program for the school. Christmas program. So they head to the school. She runs into Hugh Grant and is like really hugging him. Huge hug. Huge hug. (laughs) Because you get the sense that. Because we've seen her call him before or, you know, a time or two. But obviously he's the prime minister. It's not like he has a lot of time. Um, So go to the Christmas program. And then they're going to leave. And then she comes up to Alan Rickman and just says, like, so what would you do in my position? Like. Yeah. It's like, you know, kind of like, it, I know. Like. Yeah. It's like, is it a necklace or is it a necklace and flirting? Is it a necklace and you love her? Is it a necklace and sex? Like, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I've been a fool. And then she's got a great line where she's like, you've made my life foolish. Like the life that yeah. I've lived. You've made me foolish. It's like. Oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's rough it's rough and then we don't really know what happens to them no like you see them at the airport and they're kind of cold at their reunion yeah which we don't know where he yeah. was or anything and yeah like they just kind of peck on the cheek or whatever trip yeah yeah and then so we don't really know what happens Mm-mm. there so again depressing <laughs> yeah emma's role is super sad in this movie it's not great okay. stupid snape I tell nah. you that. And I feel Jerk. like he has red hair. He's like a ginger in this movie. Yeah, it's definitely it's lighter. It's lighter. I don't know if it's just because we're so I used like to the dark blackness of Snape. Probably. Because I don't... In the in um, Sense of Sensibility, what's his hair? Is Under a hair? hat. Is it lighter? <laughs> I don't, I don't even remember. That was, so lo- that was so many episodes ago. Does Colonel Brandon have hair? Who knows? But you can go back and listen to our thoughts on Sense and Sensibility and Emma, Tom- Emma Thompson's um, great crying in that. And her happy ending with, with Hugh-, Hugh Grant. Wait, what? what? <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> Everyone's that in the same movie. can't be her brother. Fashion moment? Should we move on to... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the movie. It's all random yeah. stuff and random people. So, yeah, let's talk fashion. What you got? Okay. Um... For 
my notes for Emma was just knit is in. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, knit top. The one scene where she goes to visit Liam Neeson, they're both in, like, really unflattering sweats. <laughs> like, the biggest sweats. It's like, I know you're grieving, but no, I'm. it's fine. Totally. Wear whatever you need to to grieve. Colin first, also. Big sweater. Big jumpers, yeah. Big jumpers, like, thank you. Why do they, they call wearing, them like, jumpers? I don't know. Could you jump? You can't really jump into <laughs> You can't them. jump into it. I don't know if you'd want to jump know. in them too much because then you get too hot. Uh, anyone listening across the pond, please let us know. Uh, you can reach us at allmymoviespodcast at gmail.com. That's right. <laughs> let us know. We just, yeah. we, we love England and we love, I mean, the UK, Ireland as a whole. Yeah. We're obsessed. We like the culture. And the one thing I have very much enjoyed mm-hmm. about these Emma movies is that they're mostly all British-based. I mean, Children's Act, Sense and Sensibility, like, they're all a lot of, I mean, yeah, like, Last Christmas. So, you know, we're getting a lot of great accents and UK actors, which is which has been fun. The other thing, um, the yes, other sir. fashion thing was just, like, she wore, for the big event of the Nativity Play, she had, like, on a paisley dress outfit. Yes. That's kind of, it's pretty. Yeah. But very, it's kind of just like the. Mom. Yeah. Classic middle-aged mom clothes mm-hmm. look. <laughs> just like, okay, this is what I had time to put together while I was mm-hmm. getting everyone else ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she had to make a paper mache lobster, so. Yeah. Which turned yeah. out amazing. It did. I really enjoyed that. You were so orange. <laughs> <laughs> just because the so costume great. was just bright. Yeah. Orange. And that's kind of where, no, I guess we see them in the end at the airport. That's where we leave them is after that. And then just coming back at the airport with like the cold, the cold greeting and mm-hmm. who knows what happens. So, so there exciting. you go. So what are you going to rate this movie? What are your, oh, we're on this part. We're on the reviews from us. What you thinking? Okay, I'm giving it two lobsters. Two lobsters. Two very orange lobsters. <laughs> two okay. very orange lobsters. And and your your some, uh, some reasoning. reasoning. Uh, kind of like what we talked about at the beginning. Like my dislikes yeah. were, um, there's just nudity and like the awkward or crass situations happening. Yeah. Um, and my husband was actually like looking up reviews about it, and he kind of like I didn't notice this, but there was a pattern like. The people who were already in relationships, it maybe didn't go so hot for them. Or, like, it wasn't about that. Yeah, like, okay, the true, yeah. The true love was between, like, the kids yeah. who, like, never really talked. And then they met. And, like, Colin Firth yeah. and Aurelia who never yeah. really connected because they didn't know the language. Mm-hmm. But then they end up getting married. Right. Um, so it was just interesting that, like, the that ones who were already I in think one. about that. It wasn't so much about that. Uh I did like, like, I like the theme, love is all around. Um, yes. It's, and it's got the fun settings and the music. So. Yep. Because um, I never really understood the name love actually, and then they say it right at the beginning, like, love is actually, love actually is all around. Isn't yeah. that what it says? Hugh Grant yeah, says something it, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Erin? What do you rate this? Yeah, I mean, right the same, right there with you. Um, it's not... Like, it's fine. Parts of it is funny. Like, again, like, I like the Hugh Grant storyline. Emma's really great in it. You know, I like the Colin Firth. Like, those, like, if it was just that, maybe? Like, if you just made it about them, and it's, like, their brother and sister, and, like, maybe their college friend, or, you know what I mean? Like, if you just made yeah. it about those three? Kept it smaller. And I don't mind the Liam Neeson and his 
stepson. Yeah, that story. part's that's fine a too. Good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, like so, I like parts of it, but I just mm-hmm. would never like again. Would never watch this with my family. Would not put this on at Christmas time. Like maybe mm. the edited version is better, but I. Right, like if the cut for TV version is out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. like maybe if it's on and it's the fun dance Hugh Grant dancing part. So right. yes, so I think I'm gonna do just to be different from you. I think I'll just do one and a half. That seems so low though. <laughs> one. 1.75 okay, okay. Um, chocolate biscuits. <laughs> nice. Those things are good. Get a good chocolate mm-hmm. digestive. Yes, I love a good chocolate Yum-o. digestive biscuit. Hob, hobnob. <laughs> I got some. I think that was the funnest part about going to London is like going into the Tesco's and then buying a bunch of candy. <laughs> totally. I remember like trying like if it had the Cadbury name on it, I was like, yep. yeah. And I'm yep. going to get, I got like chocolate frogs for my nieces and nephews and just tried um, some of all of the candies. I, I have tried m- multiple times. I've been to Europe twice. Mm-hmm. I've been to Ireland and then I've been to the UK. Both times. Great intentions. Bought candy to bring home to my nieces and nephews. Yeah. Has not yet made it into their hands. Oh, So no. maybe the next time, because I've eaten it. Um, gotcha. You get home and then it's a freaking quarantine. I'm actually going to let a bar of Cadbury milk chocolate sit there. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. So maybe the next time I go, some of it will actually make it into their little hands. But yeah. um, so far. I remember before I left, Brinley was so cute. She was she was a lot younger. Like four maybe. Yeah. Or three. And she was like, I want some bread. Like she was telling me what she wanted. That's so cute. I was cute. like, I can maybe do chocolate. Like I think she said chocolate too. And I was like, I can yeah. maybe Anyways, so that's the reviews from us and our thoughts on yep, Cadbury. Eat chocolate. Um, milk chocolate. Just eat chocolate. So just eat chocolate <laughs> instead of watching this. Go to London yes. instead of watching this. Yeah. Go to London. Get some Cadbury get some, chocolate. Get some Cadbury chocolate. Mm-hmm. Eat it. Yeah. And then have some fish I really enjoyed the picnic now. bar. Yes, Kendra got, she got picnic bites. They were like little. Oh, I bet that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It's just got like, it's like good old raisins and peanuts covered in chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So many good flavors. Mm-hmm. Makes right. our candy look terrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Amazon reviews. Mary, you okay. had the higher one. Five stars. All yours. Okay. Uh, the perfect romantic funny sad movie. Reviewed in the United States on January 31, 2018. I love this movie beyond all reason, and I always have. What's not to love? It has an all-star cast, all of whom do a stellar job making you love or hate their characters. Emma Thompson absolutely broke my heart in her portrayal of a betrayed wife. Seriously, if you haven't seen this movie yet, watch it now. All caps. It will make you laugh and cry. It is perfect. And before you blow this off as just a chick flick, you should know that I am a hardcore horror movie lover. So if I love this movie, anyone will. Okay. All right. So that was a five-star review from Amazon. Now here comes the one-star. Entitled Christmas from Hell. <laughs> Reviewed in the United States on November 30th, 2018. I watched this movie near Christmas because I was told it was a quote-unquote romantic Boy, was that the biggest lie I've heard in all of 2018, (laughs) and the year is almost over. The plot lines are stereotypical garbage you'd find in a tabloid magazine. You know, the kind nobody buys at the Walmart checkout counter. 
There are eight plots that take place in the span of two hours, leaving 15 minutes for each plot. You actually think you can make a 15-minute rom-com? Most crappy YouTube videos are longer. (coughs) (laughs) The stories are also depressing. Far from romantic, the movie hints at betrayal, cheating, abandonment, and shallow goals. It's representative of all the worst imaginable parts of the most dysfunctional relationships. If you think it's a good rom-com to watch with your girlfriend or wife, think again. It's trash. (laughs) That's love, actually. (laughs) And actually, Mm -hmm. we did not love it. (laughs) (laughs) But we loved Emma in it, and we always will. Mm -hmm. So, anything else? Mary, you got to say about Love Actually? No. 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 I feel like you just want it to be better than what it is. Yeah. But I think a lot of people like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? I think so. And I wonder, like, does it, with our background in a more, like, conservative Christian home, like, does that just, like... That could be fair. Like, it makes you feel a little guilty to watch it because of some of the stuff that's happening. Yeah. Like, how does it play in maybe a more moderate, yes, secular view lens? Yeah. I know, like, I, I, yeah, you, you, I feel like that's just the lens that we were raised with, and it's very hard to take those classes off, yeah. you know what I mean, to view yep. this from an outside perspective, so. So those are just our thoughts. But thanks mm-hmm. for listening. If you like Love Actually, sorry that we don't like it, but um, <laughs> I hope we made you, you know, think about it. In a different yeah. way. Maybe you've never thought about some of the things that we talked about or talked about the sweaters that people wore. <laughs> and, and why they're called jumpers. And why they're called jumpers. Gots to know. Um, if you would like to tell us why they're called jumpers, email us at allmymoviespodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at allmymoviesshow. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us on Facebook, again, at allmymoviesshow. And Erin, would you like to leave us with the final thoughts straight from the movie poster? I would. Very romantic. Very comedy. Love, it's like, Love Actually, I'm assuming is on there somewhere in big letters. I would say so. I think it was Love Actually, yeah. Very romantic. Which, again, not really romantic. Maybe, again, a third of it maybe is kind of romantic. Yeah. And I feel like maybe an eighth of it is slightly funny. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Past that. In between the heartbreak and the tears and the... Yeah. Sleazy moments. Yeah. You know what I feel like this has inspired me, we, to do? Because in all of your free time that you have upcoming in the next year, I feel yes. like, and this has been my goal for a while. I have tried it. I feel like we need to write our own Christmas movie. Oh. And it would be amazing. Add it to the list of things that we're trying to write that we never actually <laughs> finished. Put it up there. Okay. Thank you for listening to the All My Movies podcast. Remember to review, subscribe, and follow Erin and Mary on Twitter at All My Movies Show. 